Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Let's talk about protecting kids now from tobacco and nicotine addiction. Now, of course, there have always been concerns about youth smoking cigarettes, and there's been a lot of progress made on driving down smoking rates. The other one I think that's even more concerning for parents right now is vaping by young people. Man, I'll tell you, whenever I walk by, there's a a local high school in my neighborhood, and I see a bunch of kids together vaping. I mean, come on, guys. Can we make better decisions here on this? I got two teenage boys at home. They are not vaping, but a lot of their friends are. And some of them are using nicotine juice in, in these vapes. It's, it's concerning. It's a problem, I think. The government's brought in a lot of regulations on that. Here's a new one now, though. Nicotine pouches, and particularly flavored, flavored nicotine pouches here that could be attractive to kids. The B.C. government here taking action on this. David Clement is my guest. He's standing by. First, let's have a listen to Premier David Eby here uh, making a move here to restrict where these nicotine pouches, known as the Zonic, is a very popular brand of this nicotine pouch. New regulations on where they can be sold in B.C. Let's listen. Zonic will only be available behind the pharmacist counter following regulations that will be introduced by our Ministry of Health. Um, These regulations ensure that there's a pharmacist between the person who is seeking uh, these uh, products uh, and uh, the products themselves. Okay, so the government moving to restrict where these nicotine pouches can be sold. They were previously much more widely available. Now they will be behind the pharmacy counter. Let's discuss with my guest now, David Clement, North American Affairs Manager, Consumer Choice Center. Very pleased to welcome him back. David, thanks a lot for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Okay, David, what do you think of this move by BC here, these nicotine pouches, these flavored pouches here? You could only get them behind the pharmacist counter. What do you think of that move? I think it's a bit of an overreaction that kind of misses the point and misses an obvious solution in terms of youth having access. So nobody wants youth to have access to these. They're for smokers trying to quit. They're particularly useful uh, for smokers trying to quit. You don't have to inhale anything. Um, and the the reason why that's important is because if you have these significantly less harmful options available, they should be sold alongside cigarettes so that smokers, every time they go into, let's say, a convenience store to habitually buy their pack of cigarettes, all of a sudden they can see that another option is available. And maybe they're going to make the choice to try that in terms of their road to quitting. And so it makes it a little harder for smokers who are trying to quit, which is the point of the product. And Mm. there are easier solutions. If we're worried about kids having access to this, there are easier solutions that uh, the province or or the federal government could enact that help solve the problem of, or make a step towards solving the problem of youth, youth access while still trying to nudge smokers to 
get away from cigarettes, which is, has been a, a goal for the provincial government and the federal government and a good goal for decades. Hey, David, where have these products been available up until now? Like the, the government here moving to restrict the sales by, to behind the pharmacy counter here for these flavored mm-hmm. nicotine pouches. Uh, until now, could you buy these things in, like you mentioned, a corner store? Like if I'm in a corner yep. store or a gas station, you could buy them there? Yeah, they were traditionally okay. sold uh, at, at retailers where cigarettes are sold. Sure, sure. Okay. And for people who are unfamiliar with these nicotine pouches, like what is this stuff? Is it kind of like a like a new wrinkle on like a chewing like a chewing tobacco? So there's actually no tobacco in it at all, which is okay. why from a harm reduction perspective, this is this is really exciting. So like all of the research on how this works is essentially if you give cigarettes a score of 100 on risk, nicotine pouches score a 1 which is the same as like Nicorette gum, lozenges, sprays, all of the other tools that smokers might use to, to try and quit smoking. Um, so exponentially lower risk. They're just put in your mouth under your lip, and it allows for smokers who what they're addicted to isn't the smoke, it's the nicotine. And yeah. so it allows for them to get nicotine in a way that doesn't require them to light tobacco on fire, which is what gives you cancer. And so it's, it potentially has a huge benefit from a public health standpoint. We just have to have a regulatory framework in place that continues to encourage smokers to make that switch rather than making it harder for them to. Okay, the government here raising the alarm about this product, though, especially because it has some of these nicotine pouches are flavored and mm-hmm. the Premier worried that this could appeal to kids. Let's have another listen to him here. David, get your thoughts. So this is Premier David Eby here on restricting the sale of these tobacco, these nicotine pouches here. Here he is talking about it. Let's listen. We certainly want to avoid products that experts are concerned have been designed to, in order to appeal to children. Uh, one of those products experts have raised concern, concerns about is a product called Zonic. Uh, this is a product that should not be available to kids, should not be used by kids. Okay, should not be available to kids, should not be used by kids. I mean, presumably, David, I mean, isn't there an age restriction on this product right now? So that is where a lot of the debate is. So right now, if something is, is regulated as a smoking cessation tool by Health Canada, which these products are, they're not actually age restricted. And in fact, in the announcement to have them sold in pharmacies, pharmacies aren't going to be asking for identification either. So that's a, that is a problem. They should be age-restricted. They're for smokers. Um, they should be in line with whatever the age in a, in a province is to smoke. So that is a valid concern, one that's just easily solved by making them age-restricted. Um, and then the other uh, item to make them, to, to take the, the youth aspect um, which is a concern to take it out of the equation is just sell them from behind the counter like everything else that's age-restricted in the corner store. So somebody has to go up to ask for them. The the person at the desk has to then ask for identification if they look like they're under the age of majority. That is a great way uh, of solving this problem. The the issue is is that Nicorette products, if we use that for an, as an example, yeah. um, they aren't age-gated at all. And those have all sorts of flavors like fresh fruit, cool berry, mint, spear, uh, mint spearmint, et cetera. 
The reason why they have those is because that helps smokers quit. And so you want to balance not youth not having access to it, very important, but also don't take away the, the flavors that smokers are going to want to try to get away from cigarettes. And so that's the issue on the flavor debate is that every time we restrict flavors, you make them less appealing to smokers. And the whole point is to try and get smoking rates as down as low as humanly possible. Uh, and right. this has been a useful tool in other countries. Right. Speaking of David Clement, we're talking about the British Columbia government moving the sale of flavored nicotine pouches to pharmacies only behind the counter of the pharmacy. So your point there, David, that you're saying that if this is being used as a smoking cessation device, people are trying to quit smoking cigarettes, maybe they transition to this nicotine pouch instead. You're saying that if you can go into a corner store, a gas station, and you can buy your cigarettes there, but you can't buy these nicotine pouches there anymore. Your, your point, what's your point there? You're saying that the, the person might be more well, tempted, well, I'm just going to buy a deck of smokes then, because I, can't, I, can't, I, don't, I don't have the nic- other, I'm, whereas I might have otherwise purchased this nicotine yeah. pouch. Yeah. Right. It, it, well, one, it's hypocritical. Why would you let a convenience store sell cigarettes but not an exponentially less risky product? I mean, there's a mm. weird imbalance there that I've, I haven't heard anyone convincingly justify. Uh, but two, it's mostly about exposure because smoking is habitual. Right? People have their go-to spot to go and pick up a pack of cigarettes. And then all of a sudden, maybe they see that there's an alternative option there uh, to help them quit, sold yeah. in the same place where they go for cigarettes. And it creates that prompt, right? that consumer prompt. That I mean, I haven't met a smoker who does not want to quit or wouldn't love to quit. It's very difficult. And so to be able to prompt them in store in that habit is a huge tool to be like, okay, well, maybe today I'm not going to buy the cigarettes. I'm going to try this. And like I mentioned before, this has worked in other jurisdictions and worked very well. Okay, David, please stand by here. Let's fit a quick break in here right now. We'll come back and talk more about this. David Clement is my guest. BC moving the sale of nicotine pouches to pharmacies only behind the counter at a pharmacy. Uh, David, think that's a that's a bad move. We should allow the sale of these nicotine pouches to continue in corner stores, gas stations, so people who are smoking can have access to them if they're trying to quit tobacco, quit smoking. What do you think about this now? Please phone me. If you've ever tried these nicotine pouches there, maybe if you're trying to quit smoking cigarettes, can you phone me and tell me if they work, if they're effective? 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Are kids using these nicotine pouches? Is there any indication uh, that kids are getting their hands on these these nicotine pouches and are using them? Please call me and tell me if you've seen that with kids. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. David Clement is my guest. This is Mike Smith. Back with your calls. Okay, talking about flavored nicotine pouches, the government moving to restrict the sale of these to pharmacies only. Should they continue to be sold in corner stores, gas stations, as a smoking cessation tool? My guest David Clement says they should be to increase access for people trying to quit smoking cigarettes. Uh, Phone me on it, 604-280-9898. If you have tried this product here, the, the Zonic nicotine pouch, can you please call me and tell me, uh, why you started using it, 
It seems like some people are not just using it to kick smoking. It seems like it's kind of a trendy thing to do just tr- to try it. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Curtis and Burnaby. Hiya, Curtis. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, Mike. Yeah, I think all this is going to do is create an underground black market here with uh, people still being able to get it. You'll get the corner store guys will be able to figure out how they can buy it, and there'll be nobody to enforce it because they don't have the people to enforce it. Some of the things you just got to leave alone. The other thing I wanted to ask you, if you guys could do a show on how much all these um, free free uh, drug clinics uh, are going to actually cost. I'd like to really know that number. And you never hear anybody talking about what the cost of those are that we could put towards the money towards rehabilitation rather than giving out free drugs. Okay, David. Okay, thank you very much for the call, Curtis. Okay, David, on his original point there, go ahead. Yeah, so two points. So this is one of those things where the illegal illegal market for this stuff is huge, so much so that in 2018, Health Canada had to put out a countrywide notice about all of these products that weren't regulated by Health Canada that were being sold. So nicotine pouches are not new. Legal ones are new. And, mm. as, and, and as when you restrict any product, you have to weigh, are we going to embolden the black market? The second point on, on the drug costs, he raises, beyond the costs of those things, uh, he raises a very interesting point, right? The, the government has gone, all, the BC government has gone all in on harm reduction. Um, some would say very severely. Um, and yet they have this weird blind spot when it comes to smokers trying to quit. That I don't get, right? Mm. We, in, in BC, there are all sorts of very serious, very hard drugs um, that you can get your hands on. Um, and yet the priority number one here is going to be trying to punish smokers for the crime of trying yeah. to quit. That yeah. one I can't. That one just leaves me scratching my head. Yeah. That's an, that's an interesting point. My guest is David Clement, Consumer Choice Center. Hey, David, in the few minutes I got you here, while I have you, on the issue of a single-use plastics ban in Canada. Now, remember what the status of this here now. Canada had introduced a ban, the federal government, in 2022, the ban on single-use plastic products, including straws, stir sticks, six-pack rings, plastic cutlery, and plastic food takeout containers. Then we had that ruling by the federal court overturning that ban. They found the policy to be unconstitutional. What do you think? Most British Columbians here, brand new poll out on this today, David, for your thoughts. Most British Columbians, despite this ban being overturned in the federal court, most British Columbians, according to this research company poll, still in favor of a ban on single-use plastics in B.C.? Your thoughts? Uh, There's just probably a little bit of ignorance there in terms of the damage that the alternatives do. Um, I've been on your show talking about this before. Things like paper bags, things like uh, those reusable cloth bags, they aren't reused enough to be as environmentally friendly as a single-use plastic bag. It's the same thing with straws. They're also all more expensive. And what's interesting is when those things are factored into polls, there was a poll a while ago that asked Canadians uh, if it costs, if these products cost two and a half to three times more, uh, would you support the ban? And you see support for the ban go way down. Um, And, of course, there are. The Government of Canada admitted in their own disclosure on this um, that everything from cutlery to 
bags, straws, et cetera. They're all around two, two and a half times. Do you think, uh, hey, Dave, hey, David, just got 30 seconds here. Do you think the government should just forget about this single-use plastics ban? Now they're going to do a do-over here now that they lost in court. They'll, they're going to try and bring in the yeah, ban again, go. right? Let it go. Don't waste taxpayer money fighting this. You've already lost. Let it go. Let retailers and consumers decide what they want. David, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it.